Thank God you're here. Where have you been, bitch? Hey everyone, welcome to Aussie Comedy Legends Podcast. Hey listeners, a uh, bit of a difficult one this week. I've followed Chris Lee for his entire career, um, been making content um, and memes about his all his characters and shows and I don't know, I think there always comes a time where you have to ask the tough questions and even hold your heroes accountable. Um, it's not easy, it's been making content five years and... But, you know, I'm the type of person that if I have to call something out, I'm going to call them out no matter who they are. So, Chris, Mr. Lily, I've got a lot to thank you for. You've been such a great support. You share my content all the time, even though you don't don't have to tag me in it. It's yours. So, you've been amazing. But... I have to call you out. <clears throat> Where is the Mr. G series we're all asking for? <laughs> Everyone wants it. We're all being asking for it. And I'm calling you out. You need to make this series now. <laughs> no. Of course I'm fucking around, guys. Sorry for the clickbait, but um I gotta I do have to ask it though, like, what's going on? Oh no, has to be the most popular character. Has to be. And everyone's asking the question. I get it. Every time I post something Mr. G related, I get it too. So that's what we're talking about this episode, guys. <laughs> All right, let's 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 break it down. So, so far in the Crystal Lee era, we've had We Can Be Heroes, smash it. We've had Summer Heights High, incredible. Then you've had things like Angry Boys. You've had Jimmy Private School Girl. You've had Jonah from Tonga. And you've had, of course, Lunatics and the podcast Amazing and the podcast of Yana. So now, when I say when I say everyone's crying out for a Mr. G series, it's it's just the truth. It's from a lot of years of just analysing the comments, the, the reactions to posts that I've made. I'm really, I'm a real, I guess that's where my neurodivergent brain gets into it because I just love statistics and and just following patterns and all that stuff, and everyone's switching off now because it's boring. But <laughs> but honestly, the, the the most consistent thing over the last five years has been everyone wanting a Mr. G spin-off series. And yeah, I just I really want to talk about it because I just think it would work. Like I now, if I say Mr. G is the favorite character, I think that's debatable. He it's my favorite character. I know that for sure. A little bit of a personal story i actually <laughs> get roasted for this but i used to be a teacher and when i was coming through especially if you teach lower grades they find it hard to pronounce your last name sometimes which is understandable my last name starts with g and i was known as mr g which i like it i think it's pretty cool but um i don't know i just always loved that character because it's just the perfect combination like of just iconic one-liners but like he, Mr. G is just that character that he is so savage, like so savage and so in his own head. Like he, I mean, just think about the world that's created in Summer Heights High. He, he's in this world where he just, he thinks he's a superstar and 
but he's just working an average job that so many people work and but like i don't know he has his best friend rodney who i've had on the podcast please please go listen to it the insight i got from talking to stan roach is incredible like the nicest guy nicest guy i've ever spoken to gave me so much of his time i'm I'm talking hours like this guy didn't i'm a nobody he didn't have to give me anything i reached out to him he is like happy to do it spoke for about half an hour to an hour before we recorded for hours and spent another hour afterwards talking about cricket he is just a legend he he even said to me he go and i hope he doesn't mind me talking about this but such a legend he literally said send send me an address and i'll i'll send you something from the show literally turns up like a week later it's an original page from a script and one of my most favorite scenes which i'm if he doesn't mind, I'm going to do a video about it and post it up on Instagram because incredible. Like he paid postage for that. That was like money from his own pocket to send me that. Um, that was it. Yeah. Just a legend of a bloke, legend of a bloke. He gave so much insight into how Chris Lee operates. Go listen to it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So he's got this friend, Rodney, who's a teacher also. And Rodney really looks up to him like, really looks up to him so he kind of feeds into that complex of i'm really important i'm better than <laughs> i think there's a thing that says i'm i'm better than all of you but yeah it's just really fascinating and so yeah he, he he thinks that he's a celebrity almost so yeah rodney feeds into it he um then he gets like a i don't know if it's a promotion but someone had to go on on leave so he sort of he steps up <laughs> He steps up to it, and of course that goes straight to his head. In about 0.5 of a second, he's bossing people around. He's getting people to do his printing for him and taking his lessons. And but like, but also, the thing about his character that I just, I just love is he has that complex, which is so well done, um, so well acted out. Where he he really just wants to be loved deep down. He doesn't. And I don't, he just doesn't have the self-awareness to, like, he just doesn't know how to do it. And there's some scenes where he kind of gets into um, the way he was picked on as a kid. And, um, yeah, because I know there's a few scenes with Toby. And I really, okay, Mr. G and Toby, I've I got to get into this. Because on the surface of it, right, and I, I have to explain this because it always gets taken the wrong way. I mean, in your own personal opinion and the way you take things is your truth as well. So I'm not, like, trying to say if anyone was offended that they're wrong, but the way I look at it, I've got a fair bit of backlash about um, Toby's character, right? Because he's a person with a disability and they think that he's being made fun of, right? Now, on the show, yes, Mr. G was very savage in some of his comments with him. But what it's showing is people's blind spots, right? I can say from what from everyone I've spoken to, obviously Chris Lee doesn't ha- isn't like that, okay? Just like he's not like Jermaine in real life. He doesn't have these what people call like ableist things. But he's showing the blind spot in everyday people and how people can be like that. And the character like Mr. G. He does have that kind of spot in his mind, in his um character where it's like, 
um, you know, obviously says the wrong things. That's really offensive. But it's highlighting that there are people out there like that. And there are a lot of teachers like that. I've seen it firsthand. Now, um, Toby, um, like I said, a person with disability, he has Down syndrome. That That's something that's very close to my heart. And I actually get, I don't take that show for it's them taking the piss out of um, somebody with a disability. I actually get really choked up in that show because there are some scenes where, like there are some scenes where he gets really, he opens up with Toby and out of all the characters on the show, even Rodney, who's meant to be his best friend and all his colleagues and the people he's trying to impress, he's the most real and talks with Toby like, ah, oh, I just don't know how to explain it. It's, um, oh, I, I get emotional about it because it, he, and I, and it's hard because people don't, see it for what it is but he what i love about it is he gets real with toby and uh, you have to excuse me it could be in deleted scenes as well it kind of i watch so much of it it gets mixed up in my head but there's a scene where he they're having like a conversation and he's and he says to him you know um i you know i understand toby i get him when i was when i was in school i used to get picked on and he said you know we look after each other don't we and then they have a hug and of course he breaks the emotional scene by saying, okay, and release. <laughs> so, but, um, but he, apart from those sort of things where he's talking to camera and he's very aware and he's sort of, and he, you know, might be saying the wrong thing. The scenes where he's just talking to Toby and it's not sort of to camera. It's so sweet. Like he brings him in as his assistant and he talks, I don't know. I think the thing I struggle with is, is when when people do talk to people with disabilities, they talk to them like they're two years old, and I don't like that. You know, it's it's really kind of demeaning. Where he's talking to him like, and he's re- and he's respecting his answers. Like he he has him as his right hand man, his assistant. Rodney's in the background, <laughs> looking on like shattered because he's been demoted and ostracized. And he's saying to Toby, like, oh, what do you think about this? And Toby gives an answer, and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And then he, he when, when the the lead pulls out of playing Mr. G, he get, he makes Toby the lead. Like, he he's just, and it's not even a question. It's like, yeah, of course he can do it. He knows the role. So I, I really, you see people's true character through the way they interact with people in real life, but the characters in his shows are just, I don't know, I, I, I just find it really heartwarming. In Lunatics, for example, you have Gavin and Dylan. Same thing again. Gavin, he doesn't, he doesn't treat Dylan any differently than any other person or mate on that show. He rocks up and he's just like, hey, Dylan, you got any girls? I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get on the grind while I'm here. Like he never, and then, and that scene at the end where he, um, you know, because in the show, the dad doesn't want to make him Earl. And he just goes, oh, you know, for obvious reasons. And then at the end, Gavin's like, fuck you. I'm a screw up. You've got your Earl right here. It's Dylan. And those are the things that it gets missed. Like, you have to really go back and watch it because I just really, I really appreciate how he casts people with disabilities. And on the shows, they're equals and they don't get spoken down to. And 
it's just a very consistent thing. And I know, I've had people attack me for having this opinion, and I say to them, show me another, show me one of your woke fucking comedians, you know, real hilarious fuckers, who are hiring people with disabilities and who are treating them respectfully. And, you know, I've spoken to, I've spoken to people who, who have worked on lunatics. Um, if you want to go back and look at it, Anne McCaffrey French, she, she played um, Gavin's aunt, Arnie Helen. And she said he was so protective of Dylan on that show. Like, if he thought he was struggling or he was cold, he would stop everything. Like, that's the real stuff we, we need to realize about this and not just the bullshit in the media. Anyway, this has taken a real segue. I don't even know what I was talking about before I got into this. But yeah, I, I think it's important. I think I was just going through like the relationships on the show that Mr. G had and yeah, and just the, the, the reality that he built for himself and the musical components of it. Like, honestly, that Welcome to Mr. G's Room. Welcome to Mr. Most of the time it's just chill out with bean bags, pillows, cushions, that sort of thing. And take your shoes off and find a spot on the floor. Welcome to Mr. G's room. And just so much subtle stuff. Um, I think the oh, I posted a couple of memes that included Mr. G doing that ridiculous um like when he when he gets all the kids to lie down and he's put music on and he's doing the crazy stuff with them. Um exercise ball and the mask <laughs> and the comment like thousands of comments or hundreds of comments which were like how do they not crack up how do they not crack up the kids in the room and the truth is they didn't like they did crack up um but you can see in the in the final edit like you know they cut around it and um and in the deleted scenes you can um you can hear them the director say to the kids like you know, you really got to try your best not to crack up, and if you do, you probably have to will have to leave the room, and you won't be in the final final cut. Which, I mean, talk about torture though. I, I'd be out in a second, man. I'd be done for. But if you're in those scenes, reach out because I really want to know. Like, can you imagine witnessing that live, being in that room while it was being created in front of you? One thing that I like to do from time to time is I just perform for the kids for a, for a whole lesson, just to give them a sort of benchmark of how things are done. So they can see at someone at, at a professional industry level handles um, the performance side of things. And that, in a way, gives them confidence. And I know for a fact that none of them would know where it was going. None of them would know what ha- happened until that point because it's so, like, they do, he does it on purpose to make it so authentic. But, like, what would, can you imagine? Like, we've all been to school, high school. Can you imagine being in a playground after that at lunchtime, just going, what the fuck was that? And just, holy shit. I mean, I just couldn't imagine the conversations in the playground after being part of, history like comedy history i don't know how many kids went to that high school because over the years i've had it feels like ten thousand people be like yeah i went i was there when it was being filmed but um anyway but that's what that's what's so fascinating about mr g though you you have all those dynamics because you you've got those relationships those dynamics and you've got the way he is as a teacher um 
I don't know if you'd be an amazing teacher to have or terrifying. And then, so throughout the series, you see, you see him struggling with his own, I guess, the vision he has of himself the, versus what other people see. Because he does get real. Like there's sometimes where he mentions like his dad and he mentions not being popular and things like that. But then, of course, he completely then obliterates that by trying to, you know, expecting to to have <laughs> expecting to have the Greg Gregson Performing Arts Center built for him. Like that the blueprint to that building still cracks me up every time I see it. And then then you've got poor Rodney. Once again, Rodney's character is so underrated, man. If you have if they ever do bring back Mr. G, Rodney has to be beside him. Because Rodney's there and he's like, oh, I was you know, I was joking that I should have a you know an office here and Mr. G's just like, no, no, your department's science. You won't even be in the building. So, well. <laughs> Look what he's called it, the Gregson Performing Arts Centre. I don't think we'll be calling it that. That might be going a bit too far. 10,000-seat theatre, so we can put on professional-level shows. Um, it's got a fly tower. I've got time capsule. I'm going to put a time capsule in out the front. 500-space car park, so we'll be encroaching on the oval a little bit, but it'll be worth it because when we put on shows, we want to be able to get the audience in. My office at the top there, room for secretaries and whatnot, and that sort of thing that I would need. Keep as joking with Greg that uh, I'm going to have myself an office built just over alongside his here and call it the Dramatic Science Office. Well, that won't um, be happening. Yeah, because it's the drama and performing arts only, so you won't be in the building. Just savage. Uh, that's one word. The one word that I could sum up Mr. G with is just savage. Just hilariously savage. But yeah, so you see, so the dynamic through the series is, you know, he's, he's happy to be talking to the cameras because, you know, people like that, they have a lot to say. <laughs> and then, of course, he steps into that role. It goes to his head. He gets pulled up about it, like Margaret pulls him up and he, has to, you know, has to tell him you can't, you can't go telling teachers to take your classes, and and then he, um, of course, he's trying to get that center built, and and oh, it's just, it's just crazy, and then it all comes crashing down, of course, with the most famous thing. Honestly, if if I do, out of the last five years of everything that I've posted, if I have to pick one scene that has probably got the most likes, comments, views. It's the scene where he quits. Honestly, it's it's perfection. You can't you can't get a better scene than that in any comedy. Like, honestly, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. That is just the peak, the pinnacle. The phrase "shove it up your ass, Margaret." Oh, it's just it's just gold, and just the way he. It's just when he finally snaps. He finally snaps, and the lead up to it. Oh, when he walks out, when he walks out, it's just, if you haven't had a fantasy of quitting like that, then I don't think you've ever had a job. There's even the best jobs you have days where you just want, like, you just sit there and think, how good would it be to tell your boss to shove it up your ass? Here's some flowers from my dead dog. And then as you're walking out to all the people that you don't like, just fuck off. <laughs> I try to bring a little bit of hope, a little bit of magic into the school and I get it, I try to have a dream, I dare to have a, a dream that's big and you shove it in my face, I get slapped back in my face, no it's not possible, we can't do that. 
Shoot me for wanting to, to dream. Shoot me for giving the kids something to aspire to. I'm bloody resigning. I'm so sick of it. Shove it up your ass, Margaret. I'm resigning, everyone. I'm out of here. That's it. I'm gone. There's my letter of resignation, and there's some flowers for my dead dog. Why don't you stick those up your fat ass? Fuck off, everyone. I'm gone. It's iconic. The best scene ever. It's... I don't think there's one to match it. And then, of course, he has the conflict of, you know, he's quit. He's, 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 he's done what he, you know, he quit. Then he's driving past the school like he wants to be back because who is he without that job? Without that, that job is the only thing he can grasp onto that is any importance. Like he thinks he's a celebrity, he thinks he's an entertainer, but without that job, he hasn't got anything to really point to. Like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a drama teacher and I'm an entertainer blah, 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 because of this. He hasn't got that. He's got nothing. So then, of course, he comes back, comes back to direct his, the show. And I mean, I mean that production was just insane. Um, I think my personal favorite, um, <laughs> my personal favorite is when he's like he's narrating the show with his own voice, and and when it gets to the, the part where Celine dies. And he's like, Oh, Celine, why did you run on the road? It's Rodney's fault for leaving the door of the gym open. And it just cuts. And it just cuts to a zoom in on Rodney's face, just in the off to the side, just shattered yet again. <laughs> but it's just a journey, man. Like, there might be more popular characters. Like, I think you could argue, I mean, when you have so many good characters, how could you? And it's all opinion. So, but I think you could argue that Jemay could be more popular. You could probably argue maybe Jonah. But the thing is, though, those characters have had so much more exposure. Like, Jonah's had a spin off. Jemay's been brought back more times than any other character. So, like, they've all had so much airtime. When Mr. G was like, one and done, and then nothing else. <laughs> so there's so much hunger for that. And I just think that there's, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes you don't want things to be brought back because they're never going to be as good. And if he doesn't bring it back, I think it would be for that reason. Like, and no one would know more than him. It might be just the case of, well, you know what? I don't think I could ever top... Mr. G in Summer Heights High, so I don't want to bring him back to ruin it. And I 100% respect that. Like, I know I was taking a piss earlier, but, like, I respect that. I mean, to be honest, um, when Ricky Gervais brought back David Brent, I was kind of like, oh, really? And it, and it wasn't the same. I mean, so I, I could get it. If, if it never happens, I do get it. But I know, I, the other thing is, when everyone debates like who will be brought back, I think he's the only, not the only one, but the one who has the most upside to coming back because there's no real, there's no kind of, um, like there's just so, so many places you could take it because think about how many years have passed. Like it really is an open storyline because when you left, he, he was still stuck exactly where he was at the beginning of the show. He was still a teacher, still at some high tie. He still hadn't cracked the big time. So, like, 
you could really go back and like where he would be now. Can you imagine Mr. G in 2023 or onwards? I mean, was social media even media even around when Mr. G came out? 2007. So somehow Tai came out in 2007. Hang on a minute. I'm going to check this shit. All right. From about 30 seconds of research, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure Facebook and Twitter was kind of like around when this would have been written. So he was. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Mr. G with even just like 500 followers on Insta? Well, he'd probably be more a Facebook person. Well, what would. Here's a question. Someone commented, which social media platform would Mr. G gravitate to? So you've got, oh man, I'm going to put this question up. Shit, yes. Okay, if you're listening to this, all right, ready? (laughs) Oh man, can you imagine? All right, all right, all right. Mr. G in 2023, it'd be longer than that. All right, would he be on, would he gravitate to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. <laughs> All right. So instantly I went Facebook because of his age. But TikTok. TikTok dances. Can you imagine him on TikTok? Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, no. As always, guys, if you like CBD oil, and if you use CBD oil products, go to crushorganics.com. That's crush with a K. And use the code LEGENDS for 40% off. They've got a really good range. They've got everyday CBD oil. They have um, nighttime CBD oil. That's what I'm using currently. And like it's only, I can only go by my opinion, and it's amazing. Really, really works well. Um, they have pain cream, bath bombs. They even have CBD oil for your pets, which I do use. I have a dog. He's a... God, he's getting about 16, 17 years old. Amazing for his joints and just overall well-being. Um, so if you if you like CBD oil, guys, and you want to support the podcast, go to crushorganics.com, use the code LEGENDS, 40% off, and let's get back to the show. Chris Lilly, if you're listening to this, which is about 0% chance you are, if you want to bring Mr. G back, just bring him onto TikTok. Can you imagine... Holy crap, man. And he'd try to do challenges on there and he'd do dances. And then, like I said, if he just got 500 followers, that imagine how much that would inflate his ego. And he'd be on there. And then, as you get a brand deal, holy shit. Mr. G is an influencer. Nah, I don't. Hmm. But, th- but he's so fucking, yeah. Imagine that. He's, he's trying to be an influencer, but he's so savage and sarcastic and it just doesn't work out. So mean to his followers. He'd be cancelled every week. Yeah, the more I think about it, if he could go, say, Instagram, because he, he'd he be making posts. It'd be very similar to how he would talk to camera. So you'd get the similar feel of, like, the mockumentary style, but he's talking to his audience. Oh, man, could you imagine? And you get, like, it could be personal stories. He'd be updating shit. Oh, man. Anyway, too much to think about. But yeah, there's there's so much, there's so much that you could explore with that character. I mean, you could have whichever way you wanted to go. If everything worked out and he he has everything he wants, like what would that look like? If he still would he still be struggling and still have the same dreams? Would it be somewhere in between? I just don't know. 
and I'm not the man for it. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to think about what would happen if the great Mr. G was brought back. Who would be who would be with him still? Would Rodney still be by his side? Would Rodney Rodney be more successful? Oh, imagine if Rodney was just like this powerhouse, successful. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. Imagine that. He's successful. He's got it. He's rich. He's living this amazing life. Mr. G's still struggling, still at school. Imagine Rodney Rodney became the principal. Oh, shit. Like the power dynamic. She could go any way, any fucking way. Imagine Mr. G's the principal. Imagine how school... Imagine how a school would be run if he was given the ultimate power. And you know what? The insane thing is, imagine if, imagine Mr. G became the principal. Can you imagine how he'd run a school if he was given the ultimate power? And the the insane thing is, knowing the education system, it could happen. Because sometimes, if enough dominoes fall, it's the last person standing like, oh yeah, you've been here 20, 30 years. You're now qualified to run the place. Like that shit could happen. I don't know what's more would be funny, like him having all the power or him having none. Anyway, I just think it's just there's too too many amazing things that could happen. And I think the thing is, it's like it's really it's really 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 reasonable. Like it could happen because it's nowhere. Oh, I can't even think of words today. What the hell? A really important thing about it is it's realistic. Like, he could play Mr. G now just as well as he did it in 2006, 2007. And so the character, like, he can't he can't age out of that character because it's a white dude like him. Like, um, whereas some of the other characters, it'd be, I think it'd be more difficult. Um, not impossible, but just a bit more, yeah. This just it's really realistic. The storylines are there, like the possibilities are endless. Are end, what did I say? Endless, uh, endless, and fucking everyone wants it. But like I said, you can never predict what's going to happen, especially with him. And I've I've really for years, for years, I wanted to make this type of podcast, and I haven't. And I think I said it in one. I think I was talking to Anne, and I said, I haven't campaigned for it because I think he's the type of person that if everyone wants it, he probably won't do it. I think he likes doing shit that no one expects. So maybe keep this podcast to yourselves. Don't share it. (laughs) I don't know. I think he's been asked before. He did like a Q&A on um, Reddit, and I'm positive he said... He'd be open to bringing him back. So, anyway, guys, this was a bit different, but I just like I like being able to do this. You know, people ask the question, and I go, "Fuck it, let's let's do an episode on it." So, will Crystal Lee bring back Mister G? Who knows? Do we want it? Hell yes, thousand percent yes. Thousands of people, millions of people, I reckon, even want this. And if it happens. It'll it'll break the internet, I reckon. It'll just it'll be the happiest day of my life. Like I said, my favorite character of all time. I've got a Mister G mug, uh, coffee mug that I've had for f- fifteen years, and it's my favorite mug ever. Every time I post about it, people lose their minds. It's just the best thing. I've got 
just so much respect for that character because it's genius. All the characters are, but if I have to name my ultimate favorite, it's Mr. G. Bring him back. All right. Uh, just before we go, I did put up on Instagram just before um, recording this. I just put up a um, podcast topic and I said, should Mr. G have his own show? I said, center an answer or a voice note. And I've never had this many responses this quickly. I should have put it up last night. Not very organized as usual, but um, the comments were unanimous. It was just dozens and dozens of comments saying, yes, 100%, absolutely. I think one said, yes, it's G time, not free time. Um, and I got um, a voice note from a follower from, well, you'll see, um, her name's Sarah. And this is her answer. And I really like the answer because it's not what you'd expect, but it's a very well-considered answer. So I'm going to play. I hope it comes through. Um, and I'll just keep, I'll keep adding more um, if we'll get some more in. But this is the voice note. Hi, this is Sarah from Cleveland, Ohio, United States. And my response to should Mr. G have his own podcast is actually No. I love Chris Lilly. I love every single one of his characters, including Mr. G. My personal favorite is Yana. However, I believe that there is infinite opportunity for Chris to continue to create new characters that have me peeing my pants every morning while I procrastinate work. And I know that he's got more up his sleeve and I'd allow him the time to create new characters. Um, and give life to them instead of perhaps giving Mr. G his own podcast. I just want more Chris. Um, and uh, yeah, love you, Chris. Thanks. So I thought that was a, a really great response. It's, um, I think it's, you know, I didn't, uh, I made the point earlier, it was more like, I think my point was sort of more iconic, sometimes iconic characters kind of need to stay in the era that they were brought into the world and that I know a lot of creators do have that sort of eternal internal struggle of, do I bring it back? Can I do it justice? Is it going to tarnish the legacy? But I really like that point about, you know, every time he does bring back a character, um, it's kind of giving up an opportunity for new ones. And I like that. I think it's a great answer um, because when, when you brought out Lunatics, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, I wish it was an old character, but character because, once again, I couldn't imagine now not having Gavin and Joyce, Yana, Keith, Becky, all those guys. So, no, thanks, thanks so much, Sarah. That is an awesome, awesome response. Um, anytime I put a topic up, or even if you want to give a, a, a voice note for an older episode, send it through because I think this is a great way of getting people connected to the show and I want to hear everyone's uh, everyone's opinions and answers and it doesn't matter if it doesn't match mine um, because that was a perfect example. Like I haven't really given that much consideration and I do agree with that. Like, of course I love a Mr. G show eventually, but it's a hundred percent correct. He has so much to create still. Um, so in his mind, it might be whatever inspires him. And if he feels like the world needs Mr. G back, he can bring him back until then. Yeah. 
Let's hope he does create more. Anyway, guys, I'm still no better at closing these things out. If you're listening, thanks a lot. It really means a lot to me. You know, this is something that, you know, the me- the memes, it's always hard to kind of, you can't take, I can't take credit for them because the characters speak for themselves and the likes and views really come from the genius characters, not not the captions. But, you know, this is something that I can do just for create myself. And like I said, even if it's just an audience of five people, as long as you enjoy it, that's the main thing. So um, leave me a comment on Instagram, Aussie Comedy Legends. Let me know what you want to see next, any topics you want to talk about. If you want to drop a comment or a, a voice note even, um, message it to me and I'll see if I can feature it on the next one. Anyway, that's it for me. Cheers, guys.